I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, good morning, Al. Hi, hi Paul. You all right? Yeah, I'm very well. And uh, welcome all to Hudson's View my euros diary how we're going to do a few of these during the euros that starts on friday we don't know how many we're going to do because we don't know how far england are going to go so first of all let's look at the squad uh, the squad is 26 they can pick or gareth has picked an extra three because of these covid times that we're living in um 25 at the moment because young um, Trent Alexander-Arnold has had to pull out. We're going to be talking about that in a short while. But out of the 25 that's left, pretty much 17 of those players are defensive-minded footballers. What's your opinion, first of all, on his squad? Is it too defensive? Um, well, first of all, uh, just say we got to the final. How many matches would that incur? We've got three in the group, the last 16, then the quarterfinal, then the semi-final, then the final. What is it? So that's seven. Eight, seven, eight, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how, first of all, I like the... I, 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 do, I don't really understand why they need that many players, 25. Yeah. That's, that's the first thing, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I, I did a podcast um, last week with the, for the two boys who ran this new... Delilah debate and it was quite interesting and uh, they asked me about the Euros and I said you're just going to see a very you know the same again the reason why we never reach finals or win competitions is because uh, we're going to be very hard to beat we'll just we'll just Southgate will just set us up to be very difficult to beat and hope for the best hope for dead balls hope for you know a little bit you know hope that Harry can carry on you know uh but overall it'd be a, a defensive minded you know that's that puts jack in jeopardy again um i just don't uh, why i mean you you look at um the champions league final on one hand you see guardiola pick all all the so many forwards and come yep. unstuck, and then you then you see the England manager do it the completely opposite way, and you wonder, don't they know that you've got to try and get the, uh, the that, that that very which, which you and I have spoken about so many times, you've got to get the the right blend, you know, of uh, when you lose it, you all defend, and uh, the other way round when when you're in possession, you know, the game is so simple and. We, we, we. I know that we're going to go into this competition, and and you know, as we do in many many competitions, we you know we we scramble through, and we scramble through, and but then when we re, uh, meet the best teams, we come unstuck. We we certainly do, and you're right. Twenty 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 six is is a big number, um, and what he said is it allows me to take players that are injured 
or pretty much that's what people have deduced from comments made by Gareth Southgate. The two that you referenced are Jordan Henderson and, um, and, and Maguire at the back. Two important players for him. I get that. But you try telling two players that haven't been taken that it's been a luxury that he's been able to take injured players because I don't think Jesse Lingard or Ollie Watkins or, for instance, James Ward-Prowse, you did allude to free kicks being important. He's arguably the greatest exponent of the dead ball situation around the box and he's not even there in the tournament. I find it quite incredible, really. For me, it could have picked a more attacking squad because... You're right, for me, the team that goes on and wins it, yes, you've got to defend properly, but you've got to get that ball and you've got to take the ball and the game to your opponents. You've got to set yourself up to win, not to defend, for me. Well, I, I think before you, the, the the first point you've made about James Ward-Prowse, I mean, he's been absolutely fabulous this season. Yeah. I don't know. I can remember Sam, you know, in his first match, um, even before he played it, it's you know at least he's seen that this this fella should be playing, uh, and now all of a sudden the the kid was on a kind of a high, and then I I know if I was playing today and he took two players in front of me that were injured, I you know I just wonder if it's worth it or you know um, how deflating must that be to to take two players two defensive players in front of you that. Might not even play because of injury. Yeah, you know, it's it's such it's so it so it gives you a negative vibe straight away. I wouldn't mind if they were, you know, if it was Brazil and you were taking a chance with uh, Ronaldinho or someone like that, or, yeah. or or Denmark. You take a little bit of a chance with De Bruyne today, uh, but no, there's, surely there's other players that can come in and do jobs and def- especially defensively, you know, it's um, it, you know I, I can't believe that Walprowse is not even in the squad, it, it's def- it defies logic for me, they're, they're the type of players that we're looking for And again up front, he's got <coughs> Calvert-Lewin and Harry, Mc- um, Harry McGuire, Harry Kane as, as yeah. his main Central strikers, if if you like, the other players that he's got are forward players that that come from wider positions. For instance, your Sancho, your Rashford, um, and your uh, your uh, Raheem Sterling, and then he's got, of course, Phil Foden and Jack Grealish too, who I believe are midfield players that that play in that middle third and create bits of magic when the ball is at their feet and serve the correct ball to those forwards. I just think he's light in the central striking role because if, for instance, Harry uh, has an injury or Calvert-Lewin, who is he going to play down the middle? I think at least Bamford or Watkins or both should have been in that squad for me. Well, I, I think uh, Watkins Watkins had a fantastic season. Yeah. It, 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 I mean, he's been, you know, I've never seen a kid run. I mean, Mountain does it, Chelsea, but he's surrounded by a lot. Well, I don't Better know players. sometimes. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's in a big, big team, and he and uh, the it's a lot easier to play for big teams than it is. Uh, 
being stuck up for Aston Villa on your own for for ninety minutes, you know he covers acres of ground, and and yet his quality, you know, when he gets it, is is tremendous. It, in a top side, he really would be a top top player. Smith's done brilliant to bring him in, but what what I what I I really don't understand is I don't care how long you prepare, I don't know how long you've had a squad in your mind. Uh, you've mentioned two players, Sterling and Rashford. Uh, we've watched the Champions League and we watched the Europa uh, final, and they were probably the two worst players on the pitch. Yeah. Uh, Rashford for Manchester United was a total disgrace. He kept running into the fullback. He didn't even have the the know-how how to pass and get by him. I mean, he 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 looked like he had his mind on school dinners or something. Yeah. I don't know. He don't know what he was his way of thinking, and he's never he's never really been my idea the type of plays all right at old trafford when the ball swings wide to him he's got acres and acres of space to run into uh and sterling against chelsea was just uh non-existent uh so they if these are if these are the two people that you rely on in the euros because you know as we've always said um international football is far different from league football and uh they're taking a step up as well. Right, they've played in internationals before, but team other teams would have watched their displays in in the two finals and and, and fancy their chances. And also, Al, that you're right. They have played um, international football for some time, and they've played in tournaments as well. But you know, this is a tournament where both of those players are out of form, and you know what happens in tournaments. Every player raises the game because every player is putting themselves in a shot window and all them players want to win a cup because this is a cup. It's only a few games and they're going to be giving it their absolute max. Like what we saw when Austria played England in, in that friendly game, they looked as though they were playing in the tournament now. So the, the Austrian manager is using the warm-up games to warm up his first team, whereas the England manager is going to have two warm-up games and I don't think he's going to be playing anything like his first team in either game. In fact, he picked his squad on 26, sent six home, but they travelled with the squad to get an extra cap, which I didn't agree with that, to be fair. I thought it was ridiculous. And what was even more bizarre is that Jesse Lingard who didn't make the 26 actually played in that game I just I find it unbelievable and if that's what he was going to do in that game I think they should have called that game off well I you know I couldn't agree more I, I think it's um you know going into a tournament is how long has he had to prepare yeah. and and to not know to actually not know anywhere near your best team that's basically what he's what is the vibes you're getting from the camp? There is, uh, does he know his best team? I mean, I've got, uh, I, I've got the Sporting Life. Um, I don't know what they know about it anyway, but I got it right in front of me as we talk. And he's got England midfielders to start start against Croatia, and he's yep. got Declan Rice is twenty to one on, and Mason Mount is twenty to one on. Phil Foden's ten to one on, so they're saying that they know that these three are going to play if fit. And then he's got. Calvin, Phyllis, Jordan, Anderson, Jack Grealish, Bellingham and Saka. Now, Saka, number one, is not a midfield player anyway. Yep. He's a wide player. So these these are the eight people uh, that are in the in the bag, really. Um, 
Um, I, I'd, I'd, you know, looking at that, I, I would take Grealish out of there and. Um, I mean, again, Foden in in the final was, you know, I I judge players in in big finals, and I I think to myself is if I was a player today, would I want would I want to win the Champions League or would I want to win the champ? Uh, I mean, the only reason this is such a massive competition for England is because we've never won nothing. Yeah. For for so long, you know. Uh, it's it's ridiculous, and I'm, if I was a player today, I'd 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 have rather have won the, the Champions League than than this uh, European Championship because I am, how many decent teams are in the European Championship anyway? And if and if you can't do it in the Champions League, you're not you you know I mean it was a it was a glorified league game. That's what it was. It was a, it was a it was a glorified Premier League game. And uh, these players that went into it, I mean, Manchester City players are supposed to be top-notch players, and 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 there you are against uh, Chelsea, who just just about got into the top four, uh, beaten three times on the spin, and you start to wonder about these players. Um, I mean, go, going back to, uh, I know I, I go back a lot, going back in to 1970 and. I first played against Alan Ball at Everton and Christ Almighty. I mean, that that was a year of Mexico and you wouldn't want to play against Ball all the time. You know, he was absolutely sensational. And and then you, you say, well, you know, he's number one on the sheet for me. But these players, you think they're so in and out and... I, I really, I really don't... It really doesn't... I mean, what's happening with Rashford... Uh, how, how I don't I don't know how he 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 gets in the team automatically because um, had had Ferguson been in charge of Manchester United I I really don't think he would get a game he would he would have made he would have given him an option and he'd have said to him you you either playing football or you're doing this on well, your sideline or yeah. as Mickey Shannon used to say football's just a hobby for me but at least he was honest about it because he wanted to be a racehorse trainer. Yeah. But what does Rashford want to be? And sometimes you wonder where his mind is, what what he actually wants to be. Um, and then you pick up the paper the next morning, and and it's all and you know, in our day we used to say, well, footballers should be on the back pages, not on the front pages, you know. And it and it and that and that's what's coming about. So I I I really. I would not take any notice of any of Southgate's teams until till that first game against Croatia, and then you can make your own mind up from there and think, well, if that's if that's our best team, then you know here we go again, kind of thing. You know, we're going to struggle. Absolutely. Let's talk about that midfield because you, you there's no greater person. I, I listen to radio and and I see the papers and I look and, and read of views of players, um, fullbacks and different kind of players and journalists and commentators and they're all I'm hearing them all broadcasting to the world their opinions where none of them players or broadcasters or people are qualified. You are the most qualified person to talk about the midfield because you were the governor in that role. What would your midfield three trio or quartet consist of 
for England. For me, Al, in your day, it would have been Ball, Curry and Hudson. That would have been my midfield. What's your midfield today? Well, it, um, I think the big... Um, well, it's not a question mark. It's, it's like um, I was writing the other day about how Grealish is... I read something quite... I don't know if you read it about Martin O'Neill, what he said to him. It was a very good piece, and it was a a great piece of advice Martin O'Neill gave him when he was Aston Villa manager. He said, look, you've got to stop getting fouled in your own half and, and yes. going down. He says, See, if you're going to get fouled and go down, you make sure it's around their area where, you know, we can... You know the other teams don't don't want to defend free kicks, and they got you got to go down in dangerous areas. And Jack's changed his game, and where where he used to do all his damage. I mean, I was a different kind of player from Jack. I, I would it went up by the time I got to Stoke. My my job was to, um, as you know, I'm a big big Perlo lover. You know, to to get the ball off the back four and and supply to to your front players yep. and. Jack has kind of changed the, through Dean Smith. He's changed his role from getting too deep because because of the lack of quality in the Villa team. He's he's at the you know, and he's give that role to to Luis, who I think is a terrific player, and little McGinn does all that all the all the donkey work back there. And now Jack can go and roam. Yeah. Now Jack Jack is a perfect uh, player to go and roam in that midfield area. Where, and then and then you have a couple of players who sit in and um, if it's Mason Mount, you're going to say, son, you you know you've you've got to you've got to sit there and you've got. I mean, he can be. I've seen him play some good games this season, Mason Mount, and but I, it's always kind of been against him, the inferior opposition, mm. uh, and that's where that's why you always judge players on their their international ability, but. Um, the, uh, I, I, I really would go with a, a midfield free who who can actually who are comfortable in the in the other half on the ball and, yep. and can play football. And I'm looking at these names in front of me and I'm thinking Declan Rice. Well, you know he's all right playing for West Ham the way they play. Uh, Foden, Foden, I, I really still can't make my mind up about, but. Uh, Mainly because of, I think that he, he got it all wrong in Guardiola got it all wrong in 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 the team he picked for Manchester City and I think that that upset Foden's role. But I, I would think Foden on on the left of um, Jack and and Mount on the right would probably be the three players for me. Yeah. But that's just looking at the eight I've got in front of me. Yeah. I don't know much about we don't. I don't think we know much about this Bellingham. He's he's young and he's obviously got a fantastic future. But um, um, do you play Saka? Do you put Saka in there and say, well, does he play wide on the right? Um, I would probably take him out of the midfield role and say, you're not a midfield player, son. You get up front. And I, I see him play too many times for Arsenal, and I don't like forward players who keep passing the ball backwards. Yeah. Um, and that, for me, is a negative. Um, so, really, to uh, to answer your question, I, it, it's... It, you know, you draw a line probably under Foden against Chelsea because... Of the manager's decision, uh, team selection, I thought was abysmal. Uh, 
and uh, you just let Jack float free and Foden can play a role in there. He's he's sensible. Uh, he's good on the ball and uh, and uh, obviously Mount can. You say to them two, look, you two, they they're both they they both cover so much ground and they're good on the ball. So you you sit there. I think that probably would be the free, but they they make sure that Jack gets as much as the ball as humanly possible. And again, you've got three ball players in midfield, three players technically that are as good as anything on the ball in that middle third, serving three players up front, in, and and then behind them, I'm guessing now you you you're working on a back four. And you said to me uh, quite some time ago, to improve your defence, what you do, you improve that midfield because it stops that ball going on to that defence. And I think that if you've got that that midfield there, you've got three players that like to get on the ball and play the ball forward. So you're taking the ball away from that defence. You're taking the pressure off that defence. The defence then can step up and you're squeezing the game and you're playing in your opponent's half rather than what I think Southgate will do. If he plays a flat four, I think he'll play two holding midfield players and it would it would have been Henderson, but he's injured. I think either Phillips or Bellingham comes in doing that role and Declan Rice and then I think he plays Mason Mount and I'm not sure whether Jack or Phil Foden start against Croatia um, for, for Gadda Southgate. I think if Sterling and Rashford are both in form, I think neither have got a chance of starting. Their only chance is both of those wider players are out of form. Well, it, it takes me back a little bit to the, uh, was it the Euros before? I think I was away with uh, Don Shanks and we were doing the podcast and they played Belgium before. Yeah. And um, uh, I remember Don saying to me, you know, I fancy England tonight and, uh, you know, we're very good against these kind of teams. I says, well, I said, they're, they're, they've only got, they've got two problems, England. Well, well, three problems, really. If Jack don't play, they got a problem, I said. But they maybe might, might have more of a chance of, of getting a result if Jack don't play because, you know, to be, you either got to be completely negative or, 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 or neither one way or the other. I said, but, if they got a fit Eden Hazard and a fit Kevin De Bruyne, then you know there's, you you can't even compare. And uh, within 20 minutes, we were two 0 down, yeah. uh, and that just about summed it up. There's no way that England could be two 0 up in 20 minutes because they they they're not forward thinking. Yeah. Uh, and and we got the same situation here. And again, you've touched on. Uh, the better, the more, the the more comfortable your midfield players are with the ball, uh, the less the defenders have to have the ball. Yeah. And and we seem to have the ball a lot at the back. And uh, the more defenders have the ball, the, the 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 less chance you have of scoring because your best players have got to have the ball. And if you got them free in midfield, then uh, I think that uh, to answer our the, the question that that we ask of one another is if, if you were to ask Harry Kane up front who you want in midfield, then Absolutely. he would say them he would say them three that we've mentioned yep. because he's got more chances being stomach laid on the plate for him than he has with the with Henderson and and 
any two of the others because he, he's going to one he's going to go oh here we go again I've got to make a goal for myself yep. you know and there's that, there ain't many strikers strikers can do that over the years you know is is only probably Shearer could do that wherever he went and he he could make goals out of nothing because he because he was so single minded but you know this is a different ball game the, the modern game's a little bit different and uh, it it's <sighs> We have such a lack of creativity in midfield, and and the sooner that you know, you think that Southgate. I mean, I'm a gambler, and but this is not a gamble for Southgate. I mean, it's not as if England win win a competition every four, six, or eight years, and and you say, "Oh, I've, I've got a record to follow here." He hasn't got nothing to follow. I mean, anything's going to, you know, I mean. It was only three or four years ago when I think uh, Hodgson was in charge. We didn't even get out of the group. Yeah. Now, that's unheard of in international football. I think it was the first time ever. So, you know, take a gamble and say, look, let, let's go out and play and let's let's get the ball into these midfield players and you create for the front players. All right, it's easy to talk. I know talk is cheap, but it's not cheap when you've got players that can actually do that. And Jack's Jack's proven like that when he's got an England shirt on, he, he raises his game. Jack always wants the ball, very much like like you. Remember <clears throat> talking to, uh, to to Kenny Hibbett uh, about his Seattle days, and 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 Kenny said playing with Alan was an absolute joy. Whenever we were in tight positions, Alan was always there to receive the ball, he'd get it on the half turn, he'd use the ball, and he'd take the ball away from difficult areas for us defensively. And that's what Jack Grealish does. He'll want the ball in those tight areas, he'll turn away from trouble, and he opens the game up. And you're absolutely spot on, Al, because when you haven't got them players, and what's happened with England recently, Harry Kane has come so deep because he's not been served the ball in areas that he wants that ball served. I was listening to your brilliant podcast with Steve Perryman, and, and Steve was on about Archie and, and Garth and said, you need to run away from Glenn. Run away, make the runs, and Glenn will find you. When you're playing with a quarterback like Glenn Ardell, you don't realise how lucky you are. But they changed the game in the other the season. They, they, they wanted to come deeper and get the ball. Well, that's going to stop your scoring goals. Make those forward runs and the midfield players will serve you like the fine waiters served you in Alexander's all those years ago. <laughs> well, I don't think I could have that much fun. But, um, but yeah, I mean, um, it's, uh, again, I'm... I'm Going back to Harry, I mean Harry's Harry's changed his game a lot, and he oh, no, he's he's kind of gone into uh, uh, also in into the supporting role. He's he's, he's a brilliant brilliant player, yeah. and I think he's just improved in time and time. And I think he shocked a lot of people. Uh, this is all down to Pochettino, by the way, who who who, who improved his game and told him where he was, what he was doing right, and what he was doing wrong. Um, and, and and then he started drifting backward because he, which is rather like what the Germans done with Beckenbauer when they 
took him out of midfield and put him in the back four because he couldn't be marked there and he could just roam roam forward and at his will and that this is what Harry does to his game in a different on a different part of the field he's thinking well they 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 getting tight on me and it's coming into me and they've got people on top and so he's roaming deep allowing people to get past him and he's got the brains to actually put them in like sons never that that little uh i call him son or son or whatever his name is and and he was benefiting from jack job indeed but when jack when uh harry drops deep for england i think that they're going to have a problem who's going to get in behind him spot on you know um but and 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 of course, who's gonna who's gonna play off him? But you don't see any pattern here. Yeah. You know, we we haven't got any pattern to play at the moment, um, and that's what the lead up to uh, the Euros should be all about: getting a pattern of play. And uh, I've heard a couple of times, aren't England playing? You know, they've they're doing well in possession and all that, but it's all square, square and backwards all the time. You know, and they're playing inferior teams. You mentioned Austria. I mean. Oh my God, you know they look—they looked uh, every bit as good, if not better than us, and were a bit, a little bit unfortunate, and and that was on our own ground. So, um, it, you know, I—it makes me—I I, I keep seeing uh, Southgate at all these matches sitting there on his own, and you'd like to. You'd like to have one of those devices that you could read his mind and think. I wonder why, what he's watching, and what what he's planning, and because his planning for me is is just like a, a the worst jigsaw puzzle of all time. Mm. It really is. I, I I can't see what what he's trying to aim for. What what he's looking for. All right. I I like. Uh, I think this Dominic Calvert Lewin. He's come on come on this season. Sheerly because he's he's had a world class manager to play under, and he's he's like with Harry with Pochettino, he's told him the rights and wrongs, what he's doing right and wrong in that forward role, and he's paid dividends. Uh, I wonder if he go back to the old Calvert-Lewin. Now he's uh, the other fellow's gone to Real Madrid, so it's all about it's all about managers getting the best, you know, and improving you. Um, but I, I really can't see any pattern to where what England are doing. And uh, uh, any team, any nation going into their first game, I think 99% of their supporters won't be surprised of the team that's picked. Yeah. But we don't seem to have a, any idea what who he's going to pick. And, and you, if you tossed a coin or if you went and had a bet, you'd say it'd be a defensively-minded team. Yes. And why should we go in against Croatia with a defensive mind? We have to go. We have to surely go in and say, "Come on, let's get let's have a let's get a good start and let's try and beat you know put our most positive players out and our most forward-thinking players, attacking players, and and just go and try and beat them and not sit back and think, "Oh, we'll hit them on the break," because that's what they want us to do. And also, Al, we're playing at home. The games, at, the games at Wembley, absolutely. the modern yeah. game, they seem to be absolutely obsessed with heat maps, stats, flipboards, notes, and this new position, central defensive midfielder. And Steve Perryman nailed it for me. Brilliant podcast. I've listened to it many times. And Steve said, "Yeah, I, I was, I was the ball winner." 
but I was more than a ball winner. And you listen to Steve talking about his role in that Tottenham team and when he played behind you and Tony Curry. And you could have played when Ball is getting towards the end of his career. You could have played Perryman in that midfield trio with, with you and Tony Curry as well because he wasn't just a ball winner. He was a ball player. Kante in the modern day, yes, he does sit back and wins the ball, gets the ball, starts the play. But he makes the play as well. Where for me, your Hendersons, your Rices, your Bellinghams, your Phillips, they don't make the play. They they sit back. And when the defenders got the ball, they don't want the ball. They don't want the ball rolled into the feet on the half turn and playing out, playing positive balls. They'll have the ball short off the, off the centre half or the, or the full backs. But the ball will go back to where it came from. And that's why England are so predictable. And at international level, that is so easy to play against. You just squeeze on the out balls, squeeze them up. You haven't got an out ball. So what happens then? You end up throwing a 50-50 ball and lose possession. And England do it time and time and time again. It annoys me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's... um... Uh, it, it, as you're talking, I'm thinking. I'm thinking about um, you're talking about people like Henderson and that, and and to think that he played. And I remember again with Shanksy, and he was talking about um, you know the way I, I said to him one day, "Do you realise that Liverpool are the first team ever to win the championship without a creative midfield player?" Yeah, because they didn't need one because yeah. Klopp got it right. He got the two fullbacks playing like wingers, yeah. uh, but not not going up and standing there like wingers. Just coming from deep, and they they both possess fantastic uh, that fantastic cross into dangerous areas. And they had three front, were well, two front players in particular. Uh, who could get on the end of everything, and and therefore they did, you know, they that was their front five, the two fullbacks, yep, and the front three, yep, and the others, the others just sat in there, and they just, they just did a job, hmm. they just did a job on the other team to stop them getting out, basically, but they had the, they had the half the team attacking from different areas, and yep. it was like, uh, and that's why they. Teams couldn't cope with them. They uh, and then I, I did. They get sussed in the end. Uh, I don't think so. I think it just happened that we had the the pandemic, the lockdown, and things fell flat. And then and then obviously Aston Villa beat them seven two, and they had to have another take a good look at themselves. And uh, and I, I think what happened, what went wrong with Liverpool was the day when the the, the VAR messed up again and. and Van Dyke got him got injured and uh, that cost him the league. I, I said the, the exact moment he went down, I, yeah. I said that's a, that's they won't win the league this year because he's that important to them. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, I, it doesn't seem to me that the England manager has any idea of. of I'll just give you. I'll just give you my idea what how Klopp knows to, how to get behind teams with his fullbacks. Yeah. But it doesn't seem that. England is showing any idea of how to how to get where they're going to create chances from where where it's going to come from. They're 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 they're, they're pretty much like on a on a on a club level. They're they're pretty much like Chelsea. They're 
they pass it and pass it and pass it and pass it. You, people say they're getting nowhere, but they they're in possession and they're they're a they're a they're a hard team to watch. Uh, okay, they won the Champions League, but I've seen teams win the Champions League and I've seen teams win the win the the football league uh, like that. And you know, and we watched Wimbledon years ago, beat Liverpool in the in the cup final, and you if they think, well, you you can't argue with that. But at the end of the day, how long does it last? You know, the the team breaks up, and you, and then look where Wimbledon are now. That that's just a fleeting moment, really. Um, and I, I I just wonder what other to what other managers must be thinking of England. Who who will we fear? You know, coming from from what angle? And I I don't think England uh, are showing any signs of, of worrying the other team, but they certainly didn't worry Austria. Absolutely, and 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 I think that the other teams, you know, when they're looking at the England lineup, I think that if when we play Croatia on, which well, next uh, next Sunday, two o'clock kickoff at Wembley on June the thirteenth. If he doesn't name Foden and Jack in that team, I think the Croatian manager will be thanking Gareth Southgate after the game because that would have been his first mistake of many in that uh, fixture. We then play Scotland on the Friday night, the eighteenth at eight o'clock. Finally, we play the Czech Republic on Tuesday the 22nd. All of those games are at Wembley. England have home advantage. We can't moan that we haven't had the best of chances to get out of the groups. But the winner of the group plays second in Group F, which consists of Germany, Portugal, France and Hungary. When you come second, you play either uh, the second uh, in, in Group E, their group consists of Poland, Slovakia, Spain, Sweden. Given that Southgate is so negative, given that he's done it before, would he be looking to win the group and be playing a bloody difficult game in the uh, 16, the final 16? Or do you think he'll be in round of 16 looking for the easier option and thinking, coming second in this group ain't so bad. Yes, we've got to go to Copenhagen, but we've got the easier fixture. Well, I think that that would be like... uh us talking a little bit down the road and saying did he plan that i don't yeah. i don't even i don't even think that he would he would just be so delighted to get you know to get to get through mm-hmm. and then say if he does come second he said well this this is what we wanted yeah. uh but i i, I don't think mm-hmm. that would be the case uh you know it's like going back all them years in 66 at, you know, when we started off, and I mean, World Cups are a little bit different, and they always start like that. Uh, it's a, a cagey affair. Um, but having said that, you only get in a cagey affair when you got cagey players. Yep. Um, you 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 make you make it. Um, you got you got to show intent from from the from the first from the team selection basically. Yep. But if you start messing, if you start putting uh, Grealish and Foden on the bench for your first game, you're showing intent that you're you're just going to play one way, yeah. and then then you're going to make out like they have done on one or several several occasions when Gla- when Jack's come off the bench and they they said it was a masterstroke, 
you know, he's shown he's come on to change the game. Well, what he's done here, it was like going back years ago. Robertson didn't really want to play Gascoigne. Someone got injured and he brought him off the bench and he was sensational. Yeah. And he, and they said, Christ almighty, that, that was a smart move. Well, he didn't really, why didn't he play him from the beginning? Yeah. You know, um, he didn't want to play him to get him because he didn't really believe in him. Yeah. And then Hoddle had this, we had the same problem with Hoddle. He left Gascoigne out. I, I don't know if that was a, a I really don't know if there's a person, a clash of, um, you know, we don't really want him to do that well because uh, they might say that he's better than I was, you know. Um, you know, there's so many things with managers, what goes through their minds, why, why would Southgate, I mean, it's another thing. It's like um, it's a little bit like when Terry Venables had probably arguably our best team in '96. Again, it was at Wembley. Again, we don't know how they would have fared in another country, but you can only go by what you see. And you there, you have a, a an attack-minded, uh, forward-thinking midfield player like Venables um, picking our best players. Yep. Uh, the likes of Sheringham. You know, fantastic. You know, fantastic. Uh, one of my f- all-time favourite players. Well, uh, Southgate wouldn't have picked him uh, because he's a defensive-minded player, um, and he he picked a forward line with five forwards, yeah. Terry Venables, and then young Jamie Redknapp came in the midfield. He was doing well till till he got injured. You know, it was it was very very Venables was. You know, he proved it at club level. He, you know, he was successful at Barcelona. He nearly pulled the impossible off at QPR. He, he had a good team there. Uh, Venables was always picking teams at, at, at club and international level that would with a, that were good players and good forward-thinking players, or creative players. But now we're just seeing, you know, he won't. It doesn't seem the England manager of, of the, the last few years one can just kick that negativity out yeah. of the team. We are so negative and and other nations will think, oh, we're playing England. We know what's going to happen against England. It's just a, it's just a matter of us, you know, breaking them down, basically. Um, and really, if you go, if I, if I was a team playing against England now, I'd play the same way as them. Yeah. And say, so you, you know, you, you come forward and then we'll get, we'll, we'll just, we'll break on you because, uh, uh, that's what's going to happen. You, you just—they're uh, so—they're so. They're so pre- we're just so predictable going into tournaments. Absolutely, and and again going back to England managers and picking players, we've always let our best players down. And I've just written as you were talking: Curry, Hudson, Hoddle, Gaza, Letizia. Not one England manager has worked out how to get those best players in different generations in the England team, give them all a hundred caps because they'd earned the hundred caps because they all should have been centurions. But because of inept management, there's a sprinkling of caps between the lot of them. And that is the reason why, as I've said before, We've not won nothing since 66. And you've always said, Paul, I must pull you up. We've <laughs> never reached a final since 66. And that's the bloody reason. Well, absolutely. <laughs> Sending absolutely. in the clowns. <laughs> and send the, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, we it all the, what we talk about. I mean, it's at least you and I are consistent in what we talk about, but yeah. there's no consistency in uh, the only consistency in the England setup is that um, uh, God knows if this was a plan, you know, uh, because they they think uh, because he's an FA man, Southgate, and he he wears a suit and everything else. He's one of them, really. He's he's one of the suits, yeah, and. Uh, they they kind of think they kind of think that well he knows a player because he's he had him at under twenty one level or or this level so he knows them back to front so basically what he's doing he's teaching them to get into that robot way of thinking yeah. uh, and 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 as we said many times on the show that is you know we have just we we did become i mean going back to ramsey it was very robot robotic the way we played the the way we played defensively uh it it wouldn't have happened it wouldn't have happened anywhere else in in the world it, it you know it, it's just uh, and i've always said that winning the world cup was the worst thing that england ever did because yeah. You know, it was a year, not long after a year of the coaching badge and everything else. And now the coaches have come out and, you know, we were the wingless wonders. And then four years later, these the wingless wonders turned the the Brazilians uh, had the best two wide players in the world when uh, they, they, you know, was probably the best team ever to win the World Cup yeah. in 1970 when they had Jarzino and Rivellino. Yeah. And there, there we are still playing without wingers. And then our, and there's our coaches still, you know, running coach or coaching kids. And then you see them coaching these kiddies team without wingers. And, and England really haven't had a winger for God knows that since John Barnes, really. And then even when he played, you know, they didn't know how to play him. You know, he was fantastic week in, week out for Liverpool, play for England. He never hardly touched the ball. Absolutely. But, but that, was the, that was because we, we never had the right players in midfield. Yeah. Absolutely, Al. And 55 years on, could history repeat itself where England win a home tournament with central defensive midfielders, bore the pants off everybody, and then the coaches believe this is the way forward to play football like this when it isn't. And and I guess without being unpatriotic, I'd rather lose a tournament playing badly than than. I want to win the tournament playing open, expansive football with football players I'd pay money to watch and be excited to watch them in the next game rather than be bored, absolute rigid and watch us win a nil-nil well, game and win it on penalties. It just That just ain't football for me. It never has been, never will be. Well, no, I, I think... Uh... A man in your neck of the woods is, was a little bit responsible for football's coming home, but yeah. you know I must say I was. It was a year before my my bad car ordeal in uh, 1996, and uh, I was in Wembley for. I actually walked out of two games because it, it, the the West German game in semi final was it, mm. or whatever, and they lost some penalties. I mean, it was the most unbelievable tournament. I mean, the old country, the old country were were looking forward to them games, and and there's no doubt about it. I mean, I I thought, I thought we was a little bit lucky early on, but we was we was a little bit 
uh, iffy early on ag- against um, Switzerland. I think it was the Swiss. Guy. Yeah, the Swiss could have done us, and yeah. and then and then the Spanish. As the Spanish were better than us, yeah. but they always are technically. But then from there on in, we got a little bit lucky that the Dutch threw their wobbly again, which they usually do in tournaments. Yeah. Uh, but a, but apart that apart, I was in um, I was there on um, in a different capacity. I was I, I was in a, a marquee of about. 500 people every game although I walked down to the match on a couple of occasions and walked out because it was supposed to be all seat and everyone was standing up yeah. and you couldn't see the <laughs> things I went back to, to the champagne bar and what's it from there but I've never seen so much excitement yep. you know because they were going there thinking we got Gascoigne we got Sheridan exactly. we got Shearer yep. you know we got people who are going to make things happen here Mm. You know, which they hadn't, they hadn't seen before, yeah. and all the way that they were, you know, just them three names alone, with Gascoigne, Shearer, and um, and Teddy. God Almighty, that you know, you could build a, you can build a team around that all the way, and they're all right. They might, you know, Teddy's that wonderful player that, you know, he's, he he reminds. The reason I love Teddy is, I I vision plan with him like I played with Greenoff, you know, one of those players you could pick out in the in like Piccadilly Circus kind of thing, you know. Fantastic. That I mean, but that was Venable's insight. That was his you know, he he'd managed Barcelona and he, he could see that kind of thing. And he had the old country, you know, on his feet. And as you say, you'd rather lose and England did and and but what a what a tournament. Yeah. But you know, when, that, that, that was the only tournament that I think we've ever come out of. With, you know, they said, well, when we, we lost on penalties against the Germans and everything else, we'll always lose to the Germans on penalties. Yeah. They shouldn't go to penalties if we're good enough. Absolutely. But um, as as regards excitement, um, it was only that Venables was fighting with Sugar at the time. Yeah. It taught them that he never kept the England job. But if Venables would have won it, Al, with that team playing in that way, how that would have impacted the next generation. We wouldn't have had the central defensive midfielders. We wouldn't have had these red zones, eat map stats, flipboards, notes. We would have had proper players that go on the pitch, inspire the nation and can compete at the very top table. And that's what I want to see England do. Progress, entertain and put a smile on our faces. Well, you're only going to see that if you pick your best players, Absolutely. and that, that, that is something we fail to do all the time. Yeah. And uh, you know, you can talk to your red in the face, it's, yeah. um, and it, it just comes up and bites us every two years, yeah. uh, whether it's the Euros or the World Cup. Uh, now, I always think is is this championship is uh, is something to build onto the World Cup because you, you're stepping up another level. Yeah. Uh, but I can't see any way you, you're not stepping up by keep playing these midfield players. I mean, uh, I've always said, uh, and uh, we spoke about, you know, there's a big difference between club level and international level. And, all right, okay, Declan Rice might be a good player. Frank Lampard wanted him uh, at Chelsea. Uh, it might, must be the West Ham-Chelsea connection, I don't know. He but, was there um, before as a kid, wasn't he? 
Well, yeah, yeah, and they, they let him go and mm. this, that, and the other. Every, well, everybody was there as a kid, weren't they? Yeah. You know? <laughs> <laughs> De Bruyne was there and <laughs> Salah. Uh, Salah was there and God knows how many the, other players the, the were there. was there as well. <laughs> well, they had about 4,000 players out on loan, didn't they? Didn't they just? Oh, my, my God, you know, what way has the, the world gone? But, uh, that, well, that's, all, that's the way it is. And, uh, but... You know we're 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 just under a week away, and it uh, nobody's nobody near me is talking about it. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it, it's uh, all right. We've had the pandemic, and people are just coming back and everything else. But the, things are. I mean, we've had a. I mean, even the playoff matches with a couple of them were brilliant. You know. Mm. And with just a sparse crowds, you know, um, and people were looking for something to get them excited again. Yep. Well, it ain't happening. No. It's it's not happening because there's too all of, and these the, the media don't help. The newspapers don't help. But again, they're saying, you know, England are limping towards the the Euros. I mean, my God, we have we each club has. About forty players on their roster. Yep. Uh, all right, they're not all English, but come on, if we can't pick 20, 25 players, fit players to go into the Euros, what? It seems we're making excuses from from word go. Yep. Oh well, he's going to have to play. Oh well, he, he's going to, you know, the the and and all this diving on the floor and making out you're injured seems to be. You know, it, you know, in nineteen sixty six. Them players, it's only Jimmy Greaves that got a bad injury, mm-hmm. but that, that and that was a bad injury. Jimmy Greaves, my God, would have been how the greatest, you know, goal scorer in the world after that. If if he'd have done what Jeff Hurst done, it would have been, you know, the right thing really, you know, because he was the greatest goal scorer we've ever had. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it doesn't seem that we we we, we want to carry. We we don't want to. We don't want. There's no heroes, are there? No one. There's no one going to be a hero. It's just going to be a, a solid, solid team effort. And um, where you know what Southwark's going to say? I'm proud. My I'm proud of my players. We're heroes. Well, I wouldn't want to play in a team that a manager said that. I mean, you know, you want to come off the field and say, "Oh, we were fabulous." You Absolutely. Know? And let let's let's go out and entertain and let's let's make the country proud of us. You know. Let's bring back uh, what's his name up there from West Brom to do another song. Yeah, he might be our saviour. Skinner can I, leave the deal in Chelsea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've wanted to do a show with him because, uh, and and then start it off with, um, you know, he, he can be Jeff Astor and I'll be Peter Rosgood in nineteen seventy. Yeah, that would have been a good start to the show. But um, you know that that's. His, his song, you know, there's nothing, is there? I, I just can't believe that we're a few days away from the Euros. Mm. And, I, I mean, I don't know if I'm going to go down a pub today, but I remember in the old days that used to be the topic of conversation. Yeah. Well, it won't be today. The Euros will not be on the lips of anybody when we go down there today. It will be um, the fantastic achievement yesterday of Alan Kirby in the derby, you know, yeah. we'll all be talking about that, you know, that, that was fantastic. And, you know, and and then it was, it's unheard of that people were not going into the pubs and talking about the upcoming Euros. 
Absolutely. That's because that's because yeah. they they nobody's done anything to, to to capture their imagination by saying we're going to go into this tournament and we're going to, we're going to play all our best players and we're going to give the opposition something to worry about, you know. And it ain't happening. It ain't happening. We're just we're worried about a centre half being injured. Now, in 1966, if Jack Charlton was injured, uh, it don't matter. You could have got someone walking past the stadium and put him centre half. Really, you know why? Why are you going to worry? Why are you worried about your centre half being injured? Yeah. You know, um, it, it just defies logic for me because centre halves. You know, although I say about Van Dyke with Liverpool, that's over. That's over 50 games in a season or whatever, where he's outstanding every week and he and he organises things, but. Centre halves don't don't win your World Cups. Absolutely, Al. And you you referenced where's the world gone, and uh, that's that's pretty much with the fictional letter from above by Wado to you. Um, rolling it on to now, because in 1970 you missed the cut because you got that bad injury at the Hawthorns. You've got a feel for t- um, Trent Alexander Arnold, who played in the Austria game, pulled his thigh. He's out. What would your advice and letter to Trent be, given that you went through exactly the same thing and you know what he's feeling at the time, and we all have to feel for that kid? Well, it's um, it's it's it's. I mean, these that we all know that these things happen. You got setbacks in life, and it's um, again, I you can't. The, the the sad thing is you can't wrap players up in cotton wool because yep. the the kid had a, a lot of football. I don't particularly. If, if I was going to rest players, I'd have rested players like him, uh, because I know he's a naturally gifted. Uh, as is a kid, the other the fullback who plays for Liverpool is is a great asset. Going to going to be a great asset for Scotland. They're f- two fantastic fullbacks. Uh, Trent Alexander, you know, he should have been, you know put down and say, you don't need to play in these friendlies. Let's, let's play someone else. We want to save you for the Croatia game and we want you at your very best because it's been such a stop-start year. It's been a difficult year for players, For I wouldn't say for managers as such. I mean, the Chelsea manager proved that you can get through anything and he never, he never meant, he never, like Klopp, he, don't, didn't, he didn't moan and say, well, we're missing top players and all this. Uh, get on with it, you yeah. know. But uh, it, it's a it, it's a tragedy. If the kid kid misses it, all all he can take all all he can take with it. It's a little bit different when I when I miss uh, uh, the 1970 World Cup. Uh, it would have been something for me where I again I'd have had to I hadn't played for England before, and I would have had to prove that I could play on that stage. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think that is the case with this kid. I think he's he's a proven fallback. He's a very very rare commodity. You know, um, he's an outstanding player who who who, who did drastic lost his form form dramatically as as did most of the Liverpool players for yeah. a while. Uh, but he's bounced back and uh, it's come at a, an awful time. But the 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 one consolation and the one thing going for him is 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 like everyone has had a bad injury. He's lucky that it is an injury that I had, or or many people had like me, where it's uh, you know it's 
some injuries you just don't get over. He, he can come back and he can look forward to the World Cup. I know he's going to be a couple of years down the road, but he's he's playing in a team that got, a, you know, they're wounded, they're injured, Liverpool are injured. Yeah. God knows what his team are going to do next season. So, you know, you, you go through these periods. We go, we do it at club level at Chelsea. One, one minute you look like you're going to go all the way and onto better things and it don't happen. You move on to Stoke, you look like you're going to go and win the European Cup, and the roof blows off, and they're all tra- they're tragedies in our and in, in the football world. But and then you get you get the bad injury. But uh, and I sometimes I stop and look at myself and think about playing with an injury. All my, then I think about the people that had to retire at a young age because of a bad injury, and it's it's a but injury is all part of the game. Yep. The, the terrible thing about it in our day, day is if you had to pack up, you had to go and clean windows. Yeah, Whereas today they don't, they can go out and they do what they want, you know. But um, no, I mean, I mean it, it, it's for the country, it's, it's going to be a fantastic loss because they got to fill that void. Absolutely, Al. And let's hope that come next Sunday, when we kick off, the tournament kicks off next Friday in Rome, Italy versus Switzerland. Let's hope that Southgate does be positive, does play the better players and he puts a smile on our face and then we can look forward to a magnificent month of football when England produce some of the finest football that we've ever seen. We can only hope. (laughs) <laughs> we live in <laughs> and it's funny how we both laughed at the same time but we yeah. always do we know each other that well now <laughs> you know. well it's um, it's unthinkable that you, you know they say uh, you know you learn from your mistakes but it doesn't seem that we, see, we we learn from our mistakes we all know it seems that everybody apart from the people in in the in the in the hot seat can see where we've been going wrong over the years yep. and we continue to do so you know and it doesn't matter who England employ uh, although they've got the, one of their own at the moment uh, they all talk the same language all drink the same drink all you know eat the same food you know it's all it's all the go, going nowhere situation for me and you know I, I, I'm like you I, what you said earlier on you, you know you it's not all about winning. The game is not all about winning. You know, the the, the we're our well, the whole world's at it at the moment. But our country is in need of a massive lift. Yep. And uh, football is no doubt about it. It's our national game, and and we need we need someone to lift us. And uh, and it should be the national team. But every time it picks, there's a debate on. Why are we why are we not picking our best players? Is he going to pick our best players? Is he going to pick our most, most talented youngsters? It's strange that Manchester City and Guardiola think the world of Foden. You know, will he be playing? Um, Dean Smith says uh, about Jack, we can't let him go. We've got to build a team around him. Yeah. Uh, will he be playing? But th- 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 how many players like that have we got? You know, we haven't. We're more worried about the defenders who've got a, a, a knock. Uh, well, as I say, you know, apart from, as I said to Brian Robson the other day, apart from Bobby Moore, you're the greatest captain we've ever had. Call Brian Robson a defensive-minded player. I don't think he's right, but, uh, you know, he could play all over the field. But, you know, take Bobby Moore out of the England team in 66, I don't think we'd have won the World Cup. But there, there'll never be another Bobby Moore. Yep. 
you know, but, but when you're saying we're going to miss Harry Maguire, I don't think uh, that's that says a lot about the England team. Doesn't it, Justel? Doesn't it just? Yeah. Till next time, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure. As I say, let's hope we get the result against Croatia because uh, that will be the uh, part two of uh, Hudson's view. And I'm looking forward to uh, reading your daily blogs because I'm I'm guessing that Hudson's view in your daily blogs on your your Facebook page and your official Facebook page are going to be pretty much Euro um, focused going forward well, for the next few days, Al? Well, yeah, let's... Uh, <laughs> let's hope <laughs> we're writing about all what we spoke about and how we were right about that he should be picking the best players. If he doesn't pick the best players, it will be another downer for the country, I'm afraid. But um, And we're not... It's not as if we're going on air and, and running uh, the England players down. We're just saying we got them, but we, we're not playing them again Absolutely. once again. Absolutely. We give our honest opinion and that's what our podcasts are all about, expressing our opinions and uh, putting them forward and enjoying, loving, talking about the beautiful game. So till next time, mate, uh, have a great day and good luck, England. Yeah, good luck, England. <laughs> are we playing in the cricket? Are we playing in the cricket? <laughs> it's been raining. It's raining in Birmingham now. I don't know if it's raining in London, but um, we're playing New Zealand in the cricket, and that ain't going too well, neither. Again, well, they ain't I been know, able yeah. to pick the best players out. <laughs> the same thing applies. I'm, I can't wait for the one day because, you know, you, you get over the pain a lot quicker, don't you? Oh, don't you just... <laughs> <laughs> All right, mate. Cheers, my cast. Speak soon. Good luck, Paul. Cheers, Good Al. Luck. Thanks for listening, guys. Bye bye now. Bye bye.